Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. We'll get back to the social segments in a moment, YouTube and Twitch. Keep on sending them in if you're in the hashtag chats, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. But before we get back to the chats, Ken, uh, the Debo Samuel news broke while we were uh, about to bring Brad Evans onto the show about 40 minutes ago. So now that we know Debo is going to play, have we seen any movement on the odds board? And like, kind of like, what's your expectation as we head into Sunday? That you and I were both of the opinion we might, we may not know until ninety minutes before kickoff. Like, we're gonna have like, a, like we're gonna know like who we we know who's in the game. We think the weather is gonna be stable. Like, what market do you think we'll be looking at come like Sunday morning when uh, when we're back for countdown to kickoff? Yeah, just to give people an update of even where we where we went to right when that was announced. Um, I would say you saw a small amount of interest in the Niners and a small amount of interest in the over which is also what you saw when he was kind of rumored to be playing. Uh, what I mean by that is when he got a limited practice in earlier this week and was on track to play, you saw the same thing happen. Um, so we are we are much more seven and a half than we are seven. Um, if you're just kind of looking at the market right now, we're still in between the two numbers. Neither is minus 110, but I would say the more reasonably priced numbers are the seven and a halfs. And there actually is a seven and a half 110 right now uh, at a place in Vegas. So that's kind of what happened, like a little bit more movement on the Niners. I, I mean, I think what this means, because look, like what other what other domino is left to fall? There, there isn't one, and there shouldn't be really unexpected injury news coming into this game. Uh, and if that's the case, then this is, I think, the hand that we're going to be dealt that we have to play uh, in terms of betting this game. So I think this is what it is. Uh, the total got bet up a little bit. More of the fifty-one and a halfs became fifty-twos. Is all that happened? There are still fifty-one and a halfs on the board. These are almost like borderline cosmetic changes. Like they don't, they probably don't really affect that you love something in the game or not. Um, but like kind of interesting. And I'll be like, I'll just speak for myself. Uh, I I was interested in like what I would call like a bottom of the barrel price on the Niners. Debo misses, Purdy played bad last week. Look at the splits with him off the field. Goes off six or goes off six and a half. And okay, yeah, like I might bet San Francisco at a sub-touchdown number. I think they still have a lot of advantages in the game. That is not what this market has turned into at all because Debo is playing. And so like whatever liking of San Francisco I had Monday, thinking I was going to be able to get a good price and like a buy low, this is not even close to a buy low. This is bullishness. This is expectation. They're going to run it up here in this game. So um, definitely the market not reacting basically at all to what Purdy did last week. 
that is not shown through. He they are seven and a half point favorite. They have a really high team total. His number in the market for passing yards is really high. So there is no contrarianism here. Like you can bet the Niners and you can bet Purdy over, you can bet all that stuff, but it's like you're betting into a, a price that's like they're expected to be awesome. That's the expectation. Um so I think for me it like kills what I thought might be an okay angle in the game and kind of puts me in like not no man's land, but just like very skittish to to get involved with this game would be much happier to bet the Chiefs in the other game. Uh, so let's see what we have. Um, San Francisco. Yeah, it's basically like to Ken's point. Like the 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 team total for San Francisco was 29 and a half. Still 29 and a half. Juice remains the same also at BetMGM. San Francisco expect, expected to score a ton of points and obviously play really well in the game. All right. We'll be back on Countdown to Kickoff Sunday morning, 11 a.m. I'll be on WFAN Sunday morning at 8.30, and we'll give you all our finalized bets and thoughts for Championship Sunday in the National Football League. End of the show, all our bets coming up for tonight's slate, where I think uh, I think we'll both have like a good amount of action tonight in the association. Look forward to that. Hockey has been railroading me for weeks now. I, I think I may <laughs> just be like, I, I can't, dude. I looked, I saw a price. We talked about it before the show. I just... And when you're when you're just not confident, I mean, I guess like I I guess I played against the Jets twice and won both. The total last night was terrible, but like I like I've been fine. Could have but the I still I don't. Yeah, I, like me. So they're about to get wiped off the face of the earth in the Eastern Conference. It feels like, which is really bad. If I make the playoffs, I win so much money. I don't think they're going to make it. I think I think Pittsburgh or Detroit's going to make it instead, which is really sad. Uh, I. I'm not confident enough to like look at a side and I don't know hockey well enough to be like, I think that's a great bet for night and like really feel that confidently. Like I like like to bet it's fun, whatever. I still am not in like, I look at the price. It's like, yes, this is a good bet. And I just, there's a game. Like I just uh, like, how is Colorado not way bigger as a favorite with how the Kings have played Reese? I just don't. Colorado's got injuries. Who cares? Um I don't know this, and it's one of those things where I go like, I'm probably dumb here. Like, I'm I gotta be the idiot. Like, Kings two one in overtime, like incoming here. So I'm kind of with you on that. Just even though it's going okay, I still don't look and I'm like, I got this. Like, I don't have any. I got this with hockey. It's like, I hope so. <laughs> like, it'd be it'd be nice. It's more of that than that. I, I have the supreme confidence. I have a quarter downstairs. And I'm not talking about like marijuana. I have a quarter downstairs, like a, a coin. Um, maybe I'll bring it upstairs and I will flip the coin and we'll do flipping coins with the Z. And, uh, and maybe that'll determine a hockey bet for me tonight. Cause I, I can't pick a winner to save my life. So maybe the coin can pick a winner for me. I suck okay. on the ice right now. All right. But before we get to the bets for tonight, our pal Alex Fasano is back with us to, uh, to read the YouTube and the Twitch bets. Uh, Jake, just because we like it, play the, uh, the terrible introduction music, please. Help! Help! I need directions to Bing Bong Bay! Yes, but the only way to get there is to stop at the DJN Corner. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter just tweeted that uh, the Panthers have told uh, special teams coach and their interim coach after they fired Frank Reich, Chris Tabor, that he will not be retained on the staff for, with Dave Canales and he can seek employment elsewhere. And whenever I think of Chris Tabor's time in Carolina, I will think of the press conference he gave prior to the Week 18 game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which they lost nine nothing. They got shut out. When he literally said, "Yeah, we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna rest anyone. All the starters are gonna play." <laughs> so just, I, honestly, <laughs> like, is it is that the stupidest thing any coach has ever said? Like, duh, like you're you're the worst team in the league. Of course, you're resting your starters. It's not the smartest what? thing. Not the smartest thing anybody's ever said. 
And uh, I, just, I don't know if this is going to get reported, but uh, I was told that right before David Tepper fired him, he threw a drink in his face. Poor Chris <laughs> Tabor. Uh, Alex, what, what's up next here in the YouTube and the Twitch chats? Let's get back to the Twitch chat. How about an Aussie Open bet for you guys? A little breakup in the action. At JBurb17, Yannick Sinner, minus four and a half games. Ooh. Minus four and a half games. Why? Sinner has only lost one set the entire tournament. That was to Djokovic. He's rolling, and I don't think it stops on Sunday. Sinner covers four and a half and wins the Australian Open. Hashtag 420 Smokers Lounge. Hashtag Ken is God. Ken is Ken is God. I like that. Yeah. That's Alex. Just put that at the end of all of them from now on. That sounds really good. Uh, I was I we talked about this match off the air. So I I haven't followed the Australian Open almost at all, short of like checking the scores when I wake up in the morning. Or sometimes there's this really bizarre occurrence. Like my son will wake us up at uh, like six thirty, six fifteen, and I'll 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 open it up. I'll be like, we're live in the fifth set. At like the night session at 6 30 in the morning like had this happen this morning right because uh medvedev and zverev went went five sets and took forever to play their semi-final so i haven't watched a lot of the matches but i was talking to a friend of mine who like follows tennis really closely loves tennis and he had he loved center in this tournament like like months ago was telling me about yannick center to win this tournament and i was like well what's the market for the final and he goes like center minus whatever 280 or 260 or whatever it is and uh like was what it opened and like obviously four and a half games, like pretty big favorite. And I, I go like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to just like, you're big favorite and ride that ticket? Like you feel good? Like you're, you're, I mean, you're in minus 275 at BetMGM. Like you got whatever, eight to one, seven to one, whatever it was a couple months ago. And he goes, no, like I have to hedge on Medvedev. Like I have, like I have to. And this guy yeah, follows tennis pretty close. I go, well, why? Why do you, like, I, I don't know anything. And he goes, this is center's first ever Grand Slam final. And there's kind of like a belief that, uh, I, I kind of quarterbacks in playoff games. We do this all the time. Like you're, you have a great regular season. Your first playoff is just different. First playoff game is not the same, and you struggle and you play worse. First Grand Slam final is kind of like a, a believed thing, like among people like that follow tennis. That it's just you're not going to give your best. It's just different. It's just different. And it's not only a center never won a Grand Slam. We've never been in a final before. Medvedev won the U.S. Open. Like he's been in the spot before, and he's two twenty. So I just I. Sinner has been, but just talking to people I know that have watched, Sinner has been the best player in the tournament. Like, that's why he's the favorite. That's why he beat Djokovic. Like, he has been the best player. But is this going to be a little sketchy? Is this going to be a little nervy for him in this situation? I don't. I think it's okay to think that. I think it's okay to be skeptical. So um, I wouldn't lay the four and a half games. Also, Jay Burb has probably watched more tennis than I have in this tournament and would be more well-suited to, like, give out a bet. Just I thought that was, like, a really interesting angle uh, not it's kind of Ravens Chiefs like if you follow the tournament center should be four and a half but is there something unique to this match specifically like Mahomes being good in the playoffs that's like well actually it's going to go a little different because the final is different um so I can probably have fun way to think about it um is Nadal playing no right Federer he's retired no yeah Federer's way great. retired yeah great uh give me Medvedev whatever uh thanks to Jay Burb I have nothing to offer uh, Jburb17, we appreciate you, my friend. Uh, and Ken is the best. I don't know about God. Sacrilegious. But Ken is awesome. I'm a deity. An awesome God. <laughs> All right, Alex, what do we got coming up next year? Thank you to Jburb17. All right, let's jump back to the YouTube chat. Our guy, Rick Orton, you know, Kyle's brother. Uh, he's taken unders on David Montgomery 
Why? Because the chances are the Lions will not be in run mode. And if they are, Gibbs is the best option. So under 10.5 carries, under 1.5 receptions, under 42.5 rushing yards. Uh, so the way that I'm choosing to play the Lions running backs, it, it's not that I want to like fade David Montgomery. Because like, like I'm betting the Lions to win the game. And if I think the Lions are going to win the game, then they're going to be like up in the game at points. And when they're up in the game, they're probably going to try and salt it away with David Montgomery. So look, I think it all depends on kind of like the game state that you think this is going to be. So to Rick Orton, like my advice would be this. Like if you like San Francisco in the game, which is a totally reasonable thing, they're a touchdown favorite. Maybe seven and a half by the time we can reach some, whatever. Um, if you like San Francisco in the game, then yeah, like I think David Montgomery over unders are really solid. Like Montgomery profiles as like 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 the between the tackles grinder. Like man, he's gonna get the ball down by the goal line. That's been his thing all season, except in the fourth, fourth uh, and fourth and goal last week when Craig Reynolds of all people scored a touchdown for the Detroit Lions and screwed up a lot of people's bets. But if you like San Francisco in the game then yeah, like, I think David Montgomery unders make a lot of sense. But if you're like me, and you think the Lions are live to win this game, then uh, then no, like, I don't think you can play these Montgomery unders. So, Rick, if you like San Francisco, I think the Montgomery unders make a lot of sense. And Gibbs overs actually, to me, make more sense than Montgomery unders. But I think it kind of depends on what your handicap of the game is. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I'm playing around with something right now. Just, like, curious. Little, uh, little SGP situation. Little sitch. So Niners to cover the seven and a half Gibbs over and Montgomery under. So like the type of, like you're saying, if you like the Niners, whatever, like about five to one Ooh. to play out that way. So maybe, maybe it's like, if you like the Niners, you play it that way. And if you like the lions, if you like the lions, maybe it's like Lions seven and a half, like Montgomery, anytime touchdown, like something like that, where they're like using them a bunch and they have red zone possessions. Maybe like that's more what it is. It's not, it wouldn't be fading Gibbs because the Lions would be competitive in the game. He'd probably play pretty well. But if this, the, the Niners way probably profiles more is like you throw a couple legs in and maybe that's how you choose to play it instead. Yeah, I, th I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Alex, do we have time to squeeze one more in here? Yeah, let's get one more in from the YouTube chat. Our guy Ryan Booth taking George Kittle ladders. Lions can't stop tight ends. He thinks Purdy bounces back in good weather, and Debo isn't 100%, but now we know he's in the game, and Kittle is awesome. I mean, he's good. John, John Wilkes, great-grandson. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to think if there's another one. <laughs> I don't think so, right? It's like Phone's grandson, right? <laughs> well, who is, um, who is Calvin Booth? Was an NBA player, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's the GM of the Nuggets, Calvin Booth. Oh, that's why I know that name so much. I was like, he definitely was a former player. Wait, he's, like, he's done a pretty good job. <laughs> Is he the one that drafted Jokic during the Taco uh, Bell commercial? See. Who drafted Nikola Jokic? Let's see. If it's Calvin Booth, then like, that's who this guy should be claiming. Uh, it, it, it doesn't say. Of course, because why? Why <laughs> Who drafted Nikola Jokic? Are you looking for? No, I'm looking for that question. That's actually exactly what I'm looking well, for. Well, well, the answer that that Google spit out is uh, the Denver Nuggets, which is not incorrect. Oh, to be that's, fair. that's true. Who drafted Nikola Jokic? Be like, oh, well, Denver, I'm going to get Denver. around this. Denver. Yeah. All right. So, for, so to Ryan Booth, we'll talk about George Kittle coming up.
next on the other side and we'll get to the rest of the submissions here so if you gave us a bet on youtube and twitch like we are going to get through all of them we will hit yeah. all of them on the show today no one will be left out unless we get like a billion of them so keep on sending them in youtube and twitch so we will start with ryan booth on the on george kittle receiving yards and then we'll get to the rest of the bets coming up for this weekend youtube and twitch with nick and ken here on a friday Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, we really got to get to, uh, we promise we're going to get to all these submissions, so let's try and do it here. Uh, bets are coming up in a little bit. Alex Fasano is back with us here. Jake, if you just bring like that, that crappy music up here. Alex, what's next from, next from the YouTube and Twitch chats? Sticking Actually, no, in... well, yeah, we, well, we want to go with the George Kittle one, right? That's Kittle, you, gonna, you had a comment. I was just going to say. I screwed up. What do you got on That's... That's my bad for Ryan Booth on George Kittle. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I think San Francisco is always so tough just because, like, Ayuk could absolutely nuke the secondary. Debo could nuke the secondary. We also don't know like, what Debo's health is. I will say, we've seen the Lions get, like, slammed by tight ends basically all season now. It didn't work out in the uh, the wild card round because the Rams don't really throw to their tight ends that much. I played Davis Allen anytime touchdown. Didn't end up hitting, but, like, the thought was Detroit's can't cover opposing tight ends. And then Kate Otten had 65 receiving yards last week. And look, Kittle's at home here. It certainly could be like a big-time George Kittle spot. I would never bet the under on George Kittle. Just that, like, I don't know, is Debo going to have like 200 yards in this game? Is IU going to have like 150 yards in this game? So I, I think I'm a little more clear on what I want to do with the Lions side. I, I may end up betting the George Kittle over receiving yards prop. I would never bet the under because the Lions stink against tight ends. Just that so many mouths to feed, so many good players on this offense. I think it makes it a little tough. I will say the one thing that makes you feel a little better about it, the Lions do play pretty good run defense, so maybe this isn't a McCaffrey, like, 200-yard, 150-yard rushing game, and it's going to be a big purdy game through the air, and maybe that gets, like, a couple guys all over for the Niners. So I would never play the under on Kittle. I don't know if I'm there, Ryan, on the over, Ryan on the over. So we'll talk more about this coming up on Sunday. Uh, Alex, what do we have next? And thank you, Ryan, for the question. In the YouTube chat, our guy Jay Klopfenstein giving us bets before weeks ago. He's taking Isaiah Likely, longest reception over 13 and a half yards. He's hit this the last seven games. He believes Mark Andrews will be more of a decoy and Likely will get his regular load of touches. Well, I mean, yeah, like Likely hits that in the last seven games because like Mark Andrews hasn't been playing. So, like, right. I... Yeah, like it's possible. That one feels more just like a like a roll of the dice to me. I I I, I wouldn't bet that. I'm not saying Jay. Like I'm not saying. I I also right. I don't win all my bets. So I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to like bleep on your bet here. It could hit. I don't know that I would place it because like you're quoting a sample size where like Mark Andrews wasn't playing and now Mark Andrews is playing and you're saying you think he's going to be a decoy, but like we don't know that. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Just like I I, I don't know about this one. I, uh, as I just ram in more live golf bets, this is, I'm just late night. This is the money into the furnace. Uh, my other thing here is in both games, you actually have like a really, really interesting decision with a, a prominent player who's returning from injury with Debo and Andrews about like, okay, like it's a playoff game. Like they're not going to rest them or they're not going to like monitor the, like, like Paul George, for example, tonight is on a minutes limit for the Clippers. Like if this was game seven against the, the Nuggets, he's not on a minutes limit, but, uh, still like what to do with both of them. You obviously, especially for Debo, you have like likelihood of aggravating the injury. It's a deep bruise in his shoulder. Like you land wrong. I mean, maybe it's a pain tolerance thing, but at some pain, <laughs> like that's like pretty crazy. So I just, I, 
they do both present interesting like do you bet like alt unders on like guys like debo where it's like like what's like under 20 yards where it's like he catches one and it's like sorry guys like i just it's this isn't gonna work like I, and it's like oh well he's off the injury report he's like telling you what the injury is the injury didn't go away he's just off the injury report there's a difference so i just i, I don't know like i think both those guys are inter- i don't know what i would do with either of them I, I will say like if i had to like pick one to overperform expectation it would be andrews because we got the sense that look he practiced in full a couple times last week that sure. If last week had been the AFC Championship game, like the Ravens felt right, wrong, or indifferent, they were right. It could have gone wrong, but they were right that they could beat Houston without him, and uh, and it proved to be a pretty good move because now they've got him fully rested for the AFC Championship game against a much better opponent in the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'd feel better about Andrews if like forced to choose between him and Debo because Debo could get a hit in the shoulder. I mean, he's going to be on so much tour, doll. I mean, it's good. He may not be able to feel his face. So we'll see. So that so that Detroit's like, oh, he's not a decoy. Like they're actually using him. Like he'll get one carry, like in the first couple plays or something. So like Jay, like I'm not trying to be a jerk and say like your bet can't win. It can. I I Ooh. personally would not place it because I don't know. I he, it could hit on the first play of the game. I personally would not make that bet though. Thank you very much for the submission. As always, Alex, what's next? Let's stay in that YouTube chat at Nash Two is taking Justice Hill over 47.5 rushing and receiving yards, mainly because the receiving yards seems low. He's been averaging over 30 the past few games, and Edwards gets no passes his way. Yeah, I'll I'll say this about Justice Hill. Um, he's been really, really good, and he's kind of like when Keaton Mitchell went out, like Justice, and like we talked about this a lot on the show, like when Keaton Mitchell was starting to emerge, that Justice Hill was going to become completely irrelevant. And like, I haven't thought about fantasy football in a long time. It has actually been really nice. And now I'm thinking back to like how I lost money this season. I ended up dropping Justice Hill in so many leagues once Keaton Mitchell emerged because it was like, okay, like why is Justice Hill ever going to touch the ball? Gus Edwards is going to be the early down grinder. And now Keaton Mitchell is going to take over the Justice Hill role and he's better than Justice Hill. Well, now Keaton Mitchell's done for the year and Justice demands retribution. Uh, and Justice Hill's been really good, and he gets the ball a lot. And to um, to Nash's point, Gus Edwards is not a zero in the passing game. Like, he has some ability. I think it was the um, the Chargers Sunday night game where he had, like, a 65-yard catch, that catch and run, like, from deep in his own territory all the way down the field. So, like, Gus Edwards can catch the ball and have success, but Justice Hill is much more fits that profile of, like, a pass catcher here for the Ravens. Um, yeah, like, I, I like the thought here on Justice Hill combined rushing receiving yards and i think that's the bet right the combined yeah, yeah i like that i like this one from nash i'm uh i'm glad we do the prop king on the show do you know why because every single person that sends us stuff really likes to bet props <laughs> so it's really good <laughs> glad we serve that audience that's really nice yeah all right so that's our friend nash uh thank you very much the big daddy cool for the submission alex what's next Let's jump to the Twitch chat. Here's a non-prop for you, Ken. Our guy, BMW24333, oh, always dubs. giving us bets. B-dubs. the Beamer. Oh, here's, yeah, this isn't a prop bet. Chiefs. Chiefs money line. Why? He just said goat emoji. That's the justification. Well, when the emoji's a justification, that's always well, is, 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 is the goat for, is that emoji for Ken or for Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, probably. No, I'm a god. I'm a god. That's not my. <laughs> so it's like what's that Kanye line? I am not a something. I'm a god. Like I'm not a god. Yeah, I'm a god. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know that. You know that campaign. He gets us. Yeah, I'm, that's me. He. I, I, I get. I get you. I'm all over it. Um, yeah, I mean, like we we like the Chiefs. Really, I I I don't know if I've said this on the show because we've had guests on. 
just like the framing of this game and you do a lot of media appearances i do less but like i like you you get a sense of how people think about the game and like i get asked about the game and it's like oh like all the betters are taking the chiefs so i'm gonna go with the ravens and it's like really everybody we've had on the show likes the ravens everybody <laughs> like is is that what's happening here? Like is that first of all, like the public has been it's Friday. Like you know what the public's gonna be about the game? Sunday at two thirty. <laughs> like that's what the bets are going in. So like they could be right, and it's not that who the public's on affects who wins, but just the framing like, is anybody betting the Chiefs? <laughs> like, is that actually happened? Doesn't seem like it's happening. I'm like, no, I feel like and I'm maybe I'm wrong about this part. I feel like I feel like people we've had on the show like the chiefs but they're like afraid to like they're like afraid to bet the chiefs because it's like well but like the ravens should be favored by more i'm t i'm betting the chiefs like i i like the chiefs in the game how are they gonna win i don't have a clue <laughs> like I, I just think they're gonna win i just think they're gonna win i got maybe they you know if they if they stifle the ravens offense better than most of the ravens opponents which is totally possible because all did a great job explaining that and you get in a close if you get in 10 10 13 13 in the fourth quarter who do you think's going to win if you're 13 13 in the fourth quarter? Like, I, I just, if the Ravens don't put this team away, this is going to get really nervy with a guy who's like never, Lamar Jackson's awesome. He ain't never been in this kind of game before. Like, this is totally different. Never hosted a championship game before the whole city. So, I don't know. It just, it's the framing of the game doesn't seem to match what's actually happening. And I just, I think that's really funny. Well, it's like, uh, it's like, I, like outsmart people outsmarting themselves almost. Yeah. Well, it's oh, like, well, well everyone's, everyone's going to this. Like what? What? Like the the market has moved only toward the Ravens this week. That's the only thing that's happened. This is like this is a game like made for like Feliz Naritov. It's like well, every everyone actually likes Baltimore. So guess what you should do, jackass. <laughs> All right, uh, let's so so BM Dubs. Look, we we let's go Chiefs. Let's do it. Hashtag go to Mochi. Uh, Alex, what else we got? Jumping back to the YouTube chat, our guy at Danny Levine or Levine taking Lamar over 10 and a half rushing attempts. The magnitude of the game dictates pulling out all the stops. He will likely have trouble throwing on the Kansas City defense. Also, a Fred Warner interception looks tasty. Does it? <laughs> That's a really bizarre way to end it, but okay. <laughs> I have like I have no thought. I, I that's a huge also number. Charverius Ward three and a half tackles. <laughs> nem, nem, nem. <laughs> like what? Like hey, thank you. Okay. <laughs> a Fred Ward. What was the word he used, Alex? The Fred tasty. Warner touchdown looks tasty. Tasty. Um, uh, if is Danny still in the chat? Danny, tell us why. Like that's tasty. I I yeah. just like I'm not even saying it's a bad bet. I just like to know what the yeah. rationale is behind it Sounds being tasty. Delicious. What about uh, what because, about well, Lamar? What are you doing there? Yeah. Well, well, just because I guess like Dre Greenlaw had two picks last week, so now it's like now it's Fred Warner's turn. Yeah, I guess the competition's I on. Yeah. yeah, listen, then now Fred Warner, you know, Dre Dre, Dre Greenlaw just got his, so like, now you like know what incentives. to do. It's like those week eighteen like, incentives. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I is it terrible if I say like I have no opinion on this? I have like no opinion on this. Okay, I got to share something really funny. Our, 
our social team is actually like killing it today. They're doing awesome. So Brad Evans quote about, I think it was Lamar Jackson, just because I saw this, like we just tweeted out like Brad giving his thoughts on the game, which was really good, but it's Lamar's like his legs are going to go off in this game. And all I think about is him running and both legs just flying off of his yeah. body and going in different directions. <laughs> his legs are going to go off. Really? Where are they going to go? And- Rosie, <laughs> and now he's a quadriplegic, and I know why. <laughs> Shout out to Afro gonna man. Go off. Uh, oh, that sucks for him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah it's gonna be like FDR in the wheelchair. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if I have a strong opinion on the Lamar. Uh, yeah, like he could go over, he could go. I got nothing here, basically. I apologize Great. to Dan. You have any Sounds thought like here on how this is gonna play out? No, nah, I mean, I, I don't know what predicts rushing attempts for a quarterback like this. Uh, he could. Well, okay. I, guess I guess it makes sense. He, kind of, it's the Josh Allen theory. It's like, well, the game really matters, so they'll run him more. That's I'm, I'm guessing well, that's kind of like the background. I would say this also. So, like, okay, so let's say, I don't know, let's say he gets five to seven, um, like, design, design runs, runs, right? Yeah. And then just, like, does he get flushed out of the pocket enough by Kansas City's pass rush? Like, Ravens offensive line's fully healthy here. Does he get? Does Kansas City get enough heat on him to, like, and have him escape the, the pocket and run the football? Or is the strategy to, like, rush three and just, like, let him do what make him throw the ball. Honestly, like, isn't isn't that probably what they're gonna do? The Patriots once played a game. Belichick coached against Aaron Rodgers in the regular season, where he rushed two for an entire second half. And the plays, it's the weirdest game. It's one of the weirdest games I've ever watched because Aaron Rodgers frequently had the ball for like fifteen seconds, and like no one was open, and he wasn't gonna run. And it was just like, this is. Is anything going to happen? And the clock's ticking, and you're just like, "What? What is this?" Uh, not that this is going to play out like that necessarily, but that could be one of the strategies. Without knowing like what Kansas City's going to do, and I, I'd be terrible at making a guess there. I, I don't know if there's a lot for me to do with this, but so Danny, uh, thank you for the submission. I don't have much to yeah. offer you here, Alex. What do we have next? Sticking in the YouTube chat at Jordan Pagel taking Brock Purdy over 278 and a half passing yards. He's hit over 250 in the rain last week. And he thinks the Niners want to air it out against a poor Detroit pass defense. I don't know if I'm going to make this bet, but like, this is like a never bet, never, ever bet the under. Like, like wager for me here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think they'll have much more success than they had last week. He was close to this last week. This has been a really popular bet for people that have come on the show too. So like, I, I get it. I, I'm not confident enough in props to be like, I love this bet, but look like, I, I expect Purdy to play much better. Whether that means the over or not, I don't know. But I expect him to play much better in the game. I, I'd rather bet Jared Goff over passing yards because I kind of like the Lions in the game. Uh, thank you very much to Jordan. Let's try and sneak one more in this segment, and then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll cap it off on the other side. Thank you very much, Jordan. In the YouTube chat, at Greg Radke, taking... Gibbs over 74 and a half rushing and receiving yards. The San Francisco defense is overrated against the run. And if Detroit falls behind, Gibbs should be used in the passing game. Yeah, this is one where like, and I, and I said earlier where it's almost like if you like Detroit in the game, it's more Montgomery. I want to, if that's how I kind of made it, made it sound, I, I like Gibbs no matter what. Uh, I think Gibbs is, he's played like the second best running back in football behind McCaffrey, obviously. By the way, I'm, I'm looking up right now because on my screen is ESPN and they're showing McCaffrey highlights. I've been saying all week that he wears 22 because that's, I guess, the number what he wore in Carolina, and now he wears 23. So I've literally been wrong about this all the entire week on all the media you, I've been doing. When so have you been saying that? You've referenced his jersey number in your interviews? Yeah, I always say that, I say that Gibbs is 
Gibbs has been the second best running back in the league, besides for the guy wearing 22 on the other side. Probably sounds really good, except for the fact that I'm Who wrong. Who wears 22? Does somebody else wear 22 for the Niners? No, but like, it would be really funny if you were wear... talking about like, you are talking about like, Tyrion Davis Price the entire time. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Jordan Mason. But didn't McCaffrey wear wear 22 for the uh, for the Panthers? Am I wrong about that also? I'm really bad at this one. We'll look it up during the break. Uh, let's see. I got Yeah, he wore 22 for the Panthers. I'm just like, what an idiot I am. Uh, anyway, yeah, I love Jameer Gibbs. Thanks very much to Mr. Radke for the submission. I'll have that bet as uh, for Prop King on Sunday. Bets for tonight to close coming up next. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, some thank yous before we wrap up the show. I think Alex has one more bet for us in the YouTube and the Twitch chats, and then we'll give you our bets for tonight. Uh, five phenomenal guests on the program today, and we'll give Evan Silva a guest credit, even though it was an abbreviated interview because he's joined us all year, and he's very generous with his time. Sam Paniotovich. Colin Wilson. I hope Colin and I can still be friends after I basically accused him of just being like a total mark, which I'm sure I'm kidding. Like Colin's the best. But uh, yeah, he's like, wow, like, I, 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 why would they do this? I was like, I don't know, man, because it's fake and they're trying to fool you. Just a thought. I, I could be wrong. I could definitely be right. I think I'm right. Uh, thanks to Colin Wilson for joining us. Evan Silva, our friend Brad Evans, and then Steve Berline, who has the funniest uh, line of the day, which is when I said, hey, man, maybe we'll talk to you for the Super Bowl. And he responded with, yeah. See you next time. <laughs> not sounds good. Not looking forward to it. Yeah, like, uh, you know, when I see you, I'll say hi. Yeah. You know. Like, I'll, I'll see you when yeah. I see you. Uh, yeah, so thanks to our guests today. They were, they were, they were all awesome. Uh, our executive producer is Alex Fasano. Our technical director, Mike writes something in the chat that I won't respond to, but I won't say out loud. Not that it's bad. But, it, but I see that I still think have you ever gone back and watched Entourage? No. Like since it aired? I think I watched almost I, every episode, like, when it when the seasons were airing live. I never watched the DVDs, and I never, like, went back and watched anything. I haven't either. I feel like I want to at some point. Like, very under—I don't know if it's underrated, but the uh, some of the episodes with—not with, with, uh, with not Seth Rogen. Seth Green? Yeah. When, uh, like, one of the running subplots of one episode is he keeps, like, running into E and telling E, tell Sloan I said what up. <laughs> it's very... Okay, yep. Okay, I gotta remember that. Right. Like, oh, E, tell Sloan I said what up. And, like, E's in love with Sloan. Like, the implication is that they had something going on. It's very funny. Right. Anyway, uh, our executive producer, Alex Fasano, our technical director today is Sean. Smile on his mouth and his hand on his ha. Huh? Tyler Morales with a well-deserved day off, which he is spending by living and dying with every shot Ludwig A. Bear hit at the Farmers Insurance. Shout out to our friend Tyler Morales, our engineer, Jake the Snake Asan. Jake, pop on here and uh, tell the people how they can find you on the BetQL Network coming up this weekend. Yeah, tomorrow morning, me and Rob Brown got you covered on Bet for the Cycle from noon to 4 Eastern time. Excellent a, promotion of your, of, of your show, they got, Jake. They got you covered. <laughs> Thank you. You were worried about not being covered. Don't worry anymore. Jake, four hours tomorrow. Good luck. Uh, so Jake Hassan is our engineer and our video producer. We got to honestly, like, 
you know what? Whoever runs for, I'll vote for whoever, like the presidential candidate is that says no more four-hour radio shows. It maxes out at three yeah. hours. That's it. I'll vote for that candidate. Four-hour radio shows need to go to the way of the dodo bird. Extinct. See ya later. Uh, and our and our video producer, it's God's Perfect Creation, downtown, Mike Brown. BetMGM Tonight is coming up after us. It is a four-hour live betting extravaganza. Well, Do not one. miss it. Another four-hour show uh, featuring our friends, Ryan Horvath, our friend Nick Ashew, and then I'm trying to think like, has there ever been a pitcher who pitched in like both both starts in a doubleheader on the same day? Has that ever happened? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure like Christy Matthewson or some Walter Johnson <laughs> like, or something. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> Tungsten Armo like, Doyle. Like got to, like P- PJ was on hosted BetQL Daily today, and now he's on BetMGM tonight. I got I got to tell Which you something, just... man. I would just, yeah, PJ yeah. said, let's play two. <laughs> PJ's brain is going to be sludged by 11 o'clock tonight. God bless him. Hope it's a great show yeah. for the crew over on, uh, on BetMGM today. And, and also did send it in. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be sending it in on this show coming up next. Got, That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's going to like sue the company at some point. Yeah, for like, for like, I mean... God. Inhumane working conditions. Well, what <laughs> happened? Well, I had to do ten hours of wagertainment in one day. <laughs> like, I mean, like, boy, PJ and Tyler are like not going to make it to next football season at this no. rate. Jeez. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, so we'll get to bets in a second here. I think we have one more bet though in the Twitch and the YouTube chats. Uh, Alex, what is it? Yeah, got a nice college hoops banger for you guys from our oh. guy at Clint Bonacorso. He's taking Florida State plus six and a half. Alex continues to be very disrespectful to Italians. (laughs) So what's the bet? (laughs) One of us. Uh, Florida State plus six and a half minus UNC on Saturday. uh, Because I have lost five straight games betting against UNC, and I won't be able to live with myself until I win a bet against them. What did you do? Florida six and a half minus UNC? You mean versus versus UNC? Is that what you meant to say? Yeah. Florida State plus six and a half. Versus UNC. My apologies. I, I mean, oh, no, it, I like Le- Leonard Hamilton plus the points against Hubert Davis. It sounds good. What does Ken Bob make the game? Uh, let's see. So, <laughs> I just, that's, I uh, let me look at something real quick. Yeah, I don't mind it, actually. Just like how each team's trending. I, if I had to bet that game, I think I'd actually bet Florida State. I have watched Jordan Travis playing? no college basketball. I bet... I'm bad. Sorry. Uh, I've looked a little bit for people who have been wondering, like, hey, like, seems like you usually by now tell us, like, who's going to win the national championship. Like, any going to get on that at some point? Uh, the answer is yes. And there's there there just aren't really any bets to make right now at all. Um, all of the teams that make the most sense are the highest rated teams. There isn't like a UConn right now that's like drifting because they didn't play very well in conference play. It's like the exact teams that you're going to see at the top of the market. There isn't some sleeper that's emerging right now. It's literally like the lowest prices are the most likely teams to win. And I only bring this up because North Carolina is one of them and they're being rated like they're one of them. They're not the most likely team to win at all, but they're like moving into that like second and third tier. And that's correct. Uh, It's crazy that like when we get like, let's say this holds, which it won't. And these will be the top seeds. Like you could have like North Carolina would have a really good chance to make the final four, obviously with a new coach and uh, or not a new coach, but like, with Hubert Davis as opposed to Roy Williams. And they could see there Arizona 
and Caleb Love, who transferred off of their team to be on like maybe the best team in the country, uh, kind of like the way my numbers have it besides Purdue. So just like kind of crazy, like the Carolina storyline that could end up having, like if both teams could get like a one or a two seed, um, you could actually end up having that happen. Uh, our buddy Rob Doster, who's been on the show before, tweeted out like his yeah. like most likely teams to win the title earlier this week. I thought it was interesting. It's t- time to start getting into college basketball now with football winding down. So, who did maybe, he so have? can't you, you remember who he uh, had? I think like UConn was list? one of them. Um, I don't like them for what it's can, worth. They're like the only if, team I, I don't can. like that's at the top. Let me see if I could. This may take me. I, I feel like he tweets a lot. I don't mean that as a bad thing, just that it's going to take me a while to scroll down and find it because I feel like it was like two days ago. This may take me a okay. little bit. Um, in I mean, the interim, like, Ken Palm's top six in some I have them in a different order, oh, most likely it. to win. I have my most likely six to win, too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and Purdue, UConn, yeah. Arizona, yeah. Yeah. Illinois, no, Auburn. Duke, yeah. Carolina, Marquette. Duke's the team that I'm curious the next like month. Get <laughs> Jake at Illinois. No, <laughs> just not about. How about this? How about this, Jake? I'll amend it. Not yet. Just it's a. Uh, I'm Rory McIlroy. Just play better. Just play better, Grayson. You know, just play better. Uh, it wasn't. Who? It's not Rafiki that says it in Lion King. Not yet. And I uh, just. And I just can't wait to be king. Is it Rafiki or is it somebody else? Zazu. He's not. Well, he, <laughs> like, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike Brown is, is, is basically. Oh, yeah, Zazu. Right. Mike, Mike, like, Mike Brown the, is basically the annoying Siri for nerd Langevin. stuff. Yeah. Zazu. Siri for nerd stuff. I mean, look, I'm a huge nerd too. You asked me some about some yeah. other stuff. I'd get that, but I, Mike Brown had that at the tip of his tongue. All right. Uh, there you have it. All right. Time to give you bets for tonight in the world of sports. And maybe a couple thoughts on tomorrow's NBA card. Uh, so it's time for Jake the Snake to kindly drop the dope ass beat. All right. Our show sponsor is BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books. And I just want to say that it's really great that we don't have a show tomorrow at 8 a.m. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens or converted to MGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. So download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com today. All right, Ken, uh, you can group it all together. We can roll through individual sports. What do you got for tonight on a Friday? Uh, hockey, I alluded to this earlier. Um, I, I think the Avs should be a bigger price at home against the Kings, who have been one of the worst teams in hockey for about a month. Uh, and the abs are shorthanded. Maybe it's like a roster situation. They have a couple of guys who may not play tonight even, but just overall, like they've been so much better at home the last couple of years even. I, I like the abs. It's like 135, 140 in a bunch of places against the Kings. The other games, I, I just, like Florida, Pittsburgh's really interesting, and I, I kind of like the Penguins in the game, but I don't like it enough to bet it. I, I like the abs. And then in the NBA, two things stand out to me. One, we agree on. You can explain maybe more why you like the Raptors tonight. I agree with you, and I like the Raptors tonight also. Paul George is going to be on a minutes limit for them, which feels like a really flat spot for them based on how they played recently. Starting uh, a long road like a, trip, a really big, a really big number. Yeah, there. I mean, it's the Boston game coming up is whatever, but like this, just a really, really big number given the setup. And then the, the other game, and like the line movement makes sense here, sort of, because it's driven by injury information. There's no way the Hawks can be as bad as they are. And I don't care who's playing for Dallas tonight. Like Atlanta's gotten steamed back to being a favorite again because Kyrie's out and Trey Young's playing. No, the Hawks are one of the worst ATS teams of all time. 
And we, we took the Warriors the other night against them. They're still getting bet on every night like they're the freaking 72 and 10 Bulls. It's like unbelievable. So uh, Mavs plus two. I can't believe it's a number that exists. And maybe the Hawks win. I just think that's like a really good bet. Not only does it exist, at BetMGM, the number is two and a half. Two and a half. And like, doesn't it kind of feel just like narrative-wise that Luka's going to go off tonight? Went on inside the NBA yesterday and kind of like had a mea culpa for getting the fan ejected from Phoenix the other night. That Luka's just going to have an absolute monster game tonight. Well, so I like facing. the thought there. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Luca Trey Young bowl here. Uh, so I, I would only bet the Mavericks. Um, I like Toronto in the game. I, I, I flat spot for the Clippers. I completely agree. Um, I'm gonna have a two-team money line parlay for tonight with the Suns and the Magic. I. I think I'm going to just keep betting Phoenix until, like, the wheels come off, basically. Indiana, second half of a back-to-back, played really well last night in taking down the Philadelphia 76ers. The Suns are playing at, like, an insane level right now. They've won seven straight games. So maybe the Suns cover the spread. I'd rather just put them in a money line piece. And I will play them, Ken, with the Orlando Magic tonight, which is less like me being bullish on Orlando and more me wanting to play against the Grizzlies who have won two straight games with this injury depleted roster where I think Memphis is up against it a little bit. So Suns, Magic, money, two-team money line parlay. I will take the Toronto Raptors plus the points. And once Joey Decord is um, announced as the starter tonight and I will play a hockey game for the Kraken, I'll play, it has to be six, under six for the Blues and the Kraken in Seattle. We'll talk to you coming up Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time for Countdown to Kickoff. Until then, I'm Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets. The absolute very best of luck.